You are currently listening to one half of the greatest tag team of podcasts there are out there today. Once you get finished with this great episode, go on over on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, even over on YouTube and check me out, Ted the Hillbilly Hill of the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast, award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica, and I'm going to break down the bad guys, the villains, the heels of professional wrestling. And always remember, there's the real truth, then there's the heel truth. everybody welcome to a wrestling fan insight um post a dynamite space my name is carlos estrada i'm here with my co-host john hoppy how are you john doing fabulous how are you buddy um it'd be better if envy streams is working properly i was in was joking with john before krista today might not be the day to be plugging envy streams i was having issues with it all night day to plug envy streams (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like you you might get some backlash from me today it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't working too well for me tonight so i was kind of frustrated with it other otherwise uh it was so i mean i didn't really get to watch i got to watch dynamite little spurts so um but again maybe that's all maybe that's all i needed to watch it in so you know um, what, carlos what? the problem is your internet connection is mid that's the problem how dare you snatty mama mid yeah, that's right. See, Chris is catching what I'm saying. You're, yeah, you're just every once in a while I catch reference. <laughs> you're just so 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 it works for everything else, but NV Stream. So 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 that's what you're trying to say. It's just it's good for everything else, but just not it's not well, yeah, the bandwidth for streaming is different than you know getting a tweet or a text message. That's very true. <laughs> my my whole house is. I mean, we're all. I mean, I'm I'm that's all I'm doing is streaming stuff all day. So. Whatever. Maybe I used all my bandwidth before. But you know what? Envy Streams, I've had very rare issues since their new newest uh, version sent out, so I've been very happy with it. Uh, but just so let's, so let's go over the... Did you get to watch Dynamite, Chris? Uh, I'm a little bit behind as usual, but go ahead and I mean, don't worry about spoiling things. I'm not. Sounds good. So to, on tonight's card, we had uh, John Moxley defeating Big Bill, um, and and then we had Don Callis. Uh, we had a segment with Don Callis with uh, Takeshita, and he revealed his next um, target's going to be Kota Ibushi. Um, there was a backstage statement with the BCC and, and Eddie Kingston and Penta, um, which they led to a match for this Saturday. Um, which is going to be Brian Danielson, Claudio versus Eddie and Penta. Um, then, yeah, Tony Storm defeat Britt Baker, Sheeta, and Nyla, in which I thought was a good match showcasing the women. Um, and so now it's going to be Tony Storm versus Soraya at um, Grand Slam. Then you had an interview segment with Sammy and Jericho. And then Hangman defeated Brian Cage again, which I mean, it was a, it was a good match, but for me, it's one of those things where it's like I, I'm not invested in it because, you know, um, Brian always loses to him. I mean, I'm gonna have, have to find a make a wish kid to wish that Brian Cage be saying on one of these days. Uh, and then, uh, Darby and 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 um, and Nick Wayne picked up a win against against the old guys from the um JS. And then in the main event, Joe defeated Roderick Strong, which means that Samoa Joe is going on to fight MJF next week. Uh, what did you think about tonight's card, John? Yeah, wasn't bad, but but it wasn't great. Yeah, I I kind of rated almost. I would say it was probably slightly better than Raw. <laughs> Raw, yeah. Raw was terrible this week. I'm sorry, but yeah, I I would say it was better than Raw, but not as not better than NXT last night. No, yeah, NXT was was awesome. I thought NXT really um, sold the show. And again, Becky proved that she's a draw, you know. So I think she did a really good job with, uh, with you know, like Becky. They, 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 they're, they, they'll probably be dynamite in the ratings this week, you know. So uh, that was really, really good. 
Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I feel like my, my biggest complaint with all these wrestling promotions right now is I, and I feel like they're just kind of resting on their laurels. I feel like they know, um, for example, like they're not trying, they're not trying to, 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 uh, grow their audience. I feel like they're kind of just happy with, um, with where they're at, you know? And I feel like they feel like people are going to tune in every week and they're kind of just content with where they're, where they're going, but they're not trying to grow the show. And I, and I feel like maybe at least with, with, with WWE this week. I don't know if, if you saw the ratings, but it was like they got only at 1.3 million. It was like the second lowest rating ever for for Raw, and I hope maybe with that we're gonna start seeing them kind of cook more because I feel like they just kind of rested on their laurels, you know, like with with, with what they know. They know if they bring in a Roman Reigns or a John Cena, they can pop a number with a half a million when they want to. But I really feel with both promotions, they're really not trying to um, to go more and try to build their audience. Um, so with that said, the kind of way we decided to do the format for today, guys, um, if there's anything you guys want to add to the Jumbotron, we can discuss that. Um, but we can discuss anything from Dynamite tonight. We can discuss anything from, from NXT, or we can discuss um, anything from um, from Raw as well. So um, so we leave it up to you guys. What do you guys want to talk about? So just still a word from Cody. Uh, whoever wants to talk first, you guys can raise your hands, and then we'll go from there. I, I got one thing to say, man. Roderick Strong, best character work I've seen him done as of yet. The man, he's never been known as a promo guy, but I mean, he stepped it up, man. That that um that closing angle was hilarious. I'm not gonna. I I love this angle. It's just they did the whole stretcher job. That he did the whole like. He he just looked at Adam Cole in his neck, bro. <laughs> and then you got the kingdom, like just being over dramatic. I mean, this is yeah, this is some good acting. It's some good acting. Tell tell, but I think you know, in Mexican Mexican, we have Mexican soap operas, you know, and they're over dramatic. So I, I would I would I would coin it telenovela worthy, you know. <laughs> Definitely. I agree, and I mean, oh, yeah. and for. Go ahead. Oh, and um, one more thing. Um, I do want to. I do want to know everybody's opinion about the Tiffany Stratton Becky Lynch. Uh, I guess you could say match and outcome. Um, me, uh, I would have personally liked for Tiffany to win because either way, Becky doesn't really lose all that by losing. I would have had her basically do the same thing that KO and uh, and Kevin Owens did. You know what I'm saying? Where she beats her as a heel. You know, she flaunts that she has her number. And then she just flaunts it in everybody's face. And then, we, you know, we get something out of it. Um, I know what they're doing. I know where they're going to go. They're basically going to do reenact the uh, Rhea Charlotte type of feud where Charlotte won the title and then Rhea had to basically chase it and, and reclaim it back. Um, but um, I don't know. That's just me. So for me, I like I just um, the way I look at it to me is like again, if you look at the ratings, I mean they had I mean I put I put on the I put on on X today that Becky, you know, just jokingly, oh Becky shows that she's a better draw than Seth because um the, the episode drew I think eight hundred and fifty thousand viewers, which is higher than when Seth defended his title on on the show. So to me, I mean it's it's a it's a placeholder, you know. I think I I mean to me it's like they're placeholding it. You know, obviously, till Becky and Rhea get to fight at WrestleMania, and you can just kind of tell that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep them apart on the main card. So I'm all, I'm all for it. You know, if it if it if it builds if it builds NXT viewership, and then and they don't really have a program for Becky, why not utilize her on NXT? Um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with losing to her. It kind of, and it also kind of gives her now she's the like what do you call it? like triple crown where they call it the. Um, that, you grand know she's slam. grand slam so now she's a grand slam champion like 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 all the rest of the horsewomen and that and again and it, it and to me it kind of pre-builds for that you know if they could ever get sasha and and get get sasha banks back or mercedes then you can build for that you know for wrestlemania you know the women's four you know women's four you know four-way match with all of them being grand slam champions and again i mean to me 
um, it kind of builds for Becky too. I mean, it kind of builds for whoever she puts over. Um, my question for you, then we'll open it to Samuel. Is I, I mean, to me, this is how I would book. Honestly, I would I would keep Becky. I would I'd have Becky keep the belt so Royal Rumble, and then I'd have I'd have Rhea cost her the title. You know, right before the Royal Rumble, and then Becky enters the Royal Rumble and she wins it, and then that, that's how she gets her revenge with Rhea. That's how I would kind of do it. You know, because you're gonna have Rhea on NXT yeah. as long as Dominic's the champion. So I think you just kind of use that to tease that on that program, get get more eyes on that. Um, but at the same time, Becky could be doing open challenges every week with the bell. I think it's just a really good way to build Becky back up. And, and again, if you're trying to keep them apart until um, until the until WrestleMania, I kind of feel like it does that. It kind of serves to serves dual purposes. It's, it's gonna it's gonna get more eyes on NXT and it's gonna keep them away until you want to build that match. So with that, who who would you want to see her her her? Who do you want to see defeat defeat Becky for the title eventually? Oh, um, oh, I actually have one quick question right, sure. right after and, and I'll be done. Um, if, if, I guess if, if you're doing that type of feud, you know, with Becky, does it really need the title in that instance? Because my, me personally, I feel like the NXT title is beneath her. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like WWE has built her so far to where she's, you know, a, 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 a main eventer, uh, icon, whatever, whatever, that it just feels like her going back down to NXT. And I get it because it's, you know, Tiffany Stratton, Tiffany Stratton is the future and whatnot, and they're trying to build that up. But I just, as her holding the NXT championship is just like, you know, I mean, I, I get they're trying to establish NXT has a third brand now all of a sudden, but the original concept concept behind it was, you know, developmental, getting all the young guys ready for for the main roster. So it's like, I just feel like that title is beneath her. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the feud could have worked either way without the title, but um, I don't know. That's just me. That's all. And I, and I hear what you're saying. And I, and I, and I, I again, I, I, I'm kind of like both. 50-50, I do think the title is beneath her, but but then at the same time, they could have said the same thing when Charlotte was challenging for it for the world. For, you know, Charlotte took her Royal Rumble win and t- and challenged for it for for that. You know, I feel like it's one of those things where like also Tony Khan too. Where, but I think it's like it's like where Tony Khan like Tony Khan uses you know like the Ring of Honor break glass in case of a, of, of a storyline. You know, he he kind of has the Ring of Honor title sitting there as as props. I feel like they use this, they use NXT for the same way. And again, and it's and it's less fortunate. That they, it is for, it's, it's sad that they do that, but at the same time, the one thing I would tell you and the one thing I would say is um, it's remember, it is a developmental brand, and, and they are learning from having Becky down there. And I do think it is kind of a cool story because I feel like Becky was kind of always in the shadows of the other women. So I think that it can easily be sold as, you know, as, as we maybe people think it's beneath Becky, but it's something that Becky always wanted because I don't think Becky was ever was ever looked at as the as the woman in, in NXT. I don't think she, they ever really saw her as the champion there. So I think it kind of, if it matters to her, I think she can easily sell people as to why why she wants the title. And I would, if I was you, I would look forward to that promo next week on, on uh, NXT. Go ahead, Samuel. All right. Um, thank you for the opportunity to actually say something here. I I couldn't wait to, you know, talk about this, although I did address this. But um, I really wanted to talk about the elephant in the room. No pun intended. Nia Jax returned to uh, WWE because I tried asking myself, like, okay, why? My home, my home. <laughs> Like so, like why Naya? Like you know, sometimes um, when you have meet forever shout uh, uh, chant at um, Miro and Hobbs, you know when we have bigger men in in um, pro wrestling, it's way better than the women because sometimes um, the women are mostly not that big that you say oh. So Naya coming back, like I was looking at the roster except for uh, Raquel and uh, Rhea, we, we don't even have. Any other female superstar out there that she can go one on one with, and you it will be believable that aside, like this is not me trying to call out aside or any other thing, it's just the psychology and the outlook of everything for she not to because at the end of the day, because of uh, those, uh because of uh, the kind of personality she is, it's very easy for you not to believe anything she does, and already with the reputation she has with um. 
you know, bot moves and all the create unsafe um, um, walker. Like, it's just a whole lot. So, I was just trying to navigate everything. I'm like, trying to put it in the like, like, why is she brought back and everything? And immediately it goes straight to the title picture. I mean, hey, Samuel, Samuel, do me a favor really quick and make sure you're talking more into the mic because sometimes you cut off a little bit and you get a little bit lower. So just make sure you're talking more into the mic. I I don't know if you can hear me now. There you go. That's better. Okay. So it's just a a whole lot of uh, craziness. I'm just trying to, like, now that she's been touched right into the title picture. So um, my own question will just be um, what's the take with Naya being brought back and now that she's been thrust back straight to the title picture, how is this going to pan out well for both the company and her as a personality out there? Thank you. Vince McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> That's it. It's good shit, pal. So to kind of kind of go off what Drew said, I mean, I think that it is, you know, like to me, like I'm a little bothered by it because to me, like, we never saw Nia Jax at one time compete in another independent wrestling promotion. We never once saw her try. I mean, she was booked for that show in Saudi, but the only thing I ever saw her doing in the time that she was gone from WWE is I saw her doing like doing TikTok videos and doing like, and doing videos on Instagram with, with Mojo Riley. So, um, and little dance things like that. So to me, like, it's hard for me because I don't want it. Cause again, she, we're going to criticize her cause she's big. Right. And I, and, and people ask when they push things, some people want to feel like I can't really criticize her. Cause I don't want to say have anything against bigger women, stuff like that and things like that. But was she really trying to better herself while she was gone? Was she really trying to get in shape and stuff like that? And I, and to me, like, and again, there's nothing wrong. I mean, I'm a big boy too. So I have nothing wrong with being big, you know, but at the same time, like she, I don't think she was ever really trying to improve her craft. And for me, if you're somebody who's criticized for hurting, for hurting wrestlers, I mean, there's been wrestlers like, you know, like um, who I forget who it was, you know, going over there. Um, um, someone's, I forget who it was on there, but, but the one that Oscar attacked, you know, saying you're, you know, you're hurting my girlfriend or whatever like that, things like that. You know, it's like, um, I, I, to me, if you're, if you're being criticized like that, I, if, if I'm like, if I'm a wrestler, I'm going to try to try to, I'm going to try to, um, to silence my critics. And I don't think that she did anything to try to improve her wrestling technique that we know about as fans, at least. And that's one thing you got to realize too, is that wrestling fans are very equipped. We know a lot that's going on with all these different promotions. So to me, I wish that she would have worked on her, would have worked on her wrestling more while she was gone, you know, to just kind of show that she's cares about the business more and to kind of show that um, she doesn't feel so entitled. And I think if she would have done that, if she would have, if you would have saw her show up like in an impact wrestling, if instead of resting on her laurel, laurels, if you would have show, seen her show up on an independent wrestling show, I think if she would have showed that she was trying to improve herself, then the wrestling fans would accept her so much more. And she didn't. So again, she's, she's, she's creating her own issues, but at the same time as to what you're talking about, I don't think WWE did her any favors by bringing her back and putting her in the main event storyline. So if you're somebody, if, if this is somebody that WWE knows that fans really don't care for and, and they have an issue with it and she's been known and she already has this, this bad rap, don't bring her back and put her in, in the world title picture right away ahead of all these other wrestlers who have been there every week, you know, sh- you know, going in and out. And I think it does have a lot to what Drew said. Obviously, you know, we know Vince's booking, so it could have been Vince that brought her back, but I also know Triple H wanted to work with her from from the from ever since the Royal Rumble. So to me, um, it's it's you know they're not doing her any favors by bringing her back and, and inserting her in the main event picture already. So I think that you know it's 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 a cat. It's both their fault. She should have been working on her. She should have been working on her craft more while she was away. You know, showing showing that she really cares about this business because the way she, her their actions are, are speaking, like she knows that she's a big woman. She knows that she's she has that Andre mystique to her. Like if, if she goes walking somewhere, people are going to be talking about her. She's she's a bigger girl, so she's letting she's she's letting her names speak more than her than her work. And, and I think, and I think she's, she's setting herself up to fail. So I think these other women like Oscar and then should kind of think second about some of the criticism is valid, you know, and again, they're not doing her a favor by bringing her back and inserting her in the title picture. When you have these women that have been showing up every week um, to, you know, put the work in. And again, it's, and it's not that she won't make people look Raquel and them look good, but why not just have her showcasing, you know, fighting, you know, that like her against uh, Candice LeRae would be a great storyline, you know, the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the little, the little person versus the big person, David versus Goliath, Tegan Knox, there's so many other women that, that she could be working on her against, you know, um, Katana and, and Chance, you know, like those two women, like they're both small women who can work. There's a lot of different things they could be doing with her right now. 
and should just insert her in the title picture. They should be making her earn it because she's not Brock Lesnar and she's not, you know, she's not a Goldberg. She's not somebody who could just she, she just be able to come in and step ahead of everybody else. So, um, so again, it's go ahead. Yeah. And that's the that's the problem here because you you look at it as like you you are not even giving her a chance, and sometimes even the fans, in fact, the fan in me will just be thinking. Oh, maybe because she's related to the Anoa'i family, so already they won't even let my girl, my girl should get the spotlight, our girl should get... Like, it's just a whole lot of things that you have to think. Obviously, we know how the wrestling community can go crazy with things like this. So why would you put yourself in that position? I mean, the last time I could remember Naya being so good in anything she did, wrestling-wise, was 2018. That stretch with Alexa Blaze, with she getting the championship at WrestleMania with the hard work and everything. I remember uh, at, at that time I was about turning 18. I remember I was like, I felt for her because I was like, okay, this uh, we understand the big girl story with somebody trying to work on a cross, somebody that has body issues, somebody that, you know, had to work their way up to the top. Somebody that, like, work, like I could relate with that story. And she got the championship. She did a great thing with her. I can even remember the evolution of that year. She won the battle royal and everything. Like everything was good. Like she was good. Like, I don't know how, where the wheels fell off, how she got this bad to the point that she can't even amount to, like, sorry for saying it, amount to anything. Like, it's as if she's so green, as if she just started walking. Like, I mean, I thought um, uh, Tamina was the only person that we had this running joke with, um, you know, nobody greener than Tamina. I mean, Naya is even taking the gimmick of Tamina at this point. So it's just so crazy trying to look at her. I mean, I mean she, as if she's trying to force been there. I mean, like, as if she's not even happy being there. Everything is as if she's too forced or not. Like, she just have to do it for... Like, it came off... I don't know for any other person that watched Raw this past week, but, man, like, it came off my TV screen screaming like, I don't want to be here. I just have to do this for this. Like, I'm better off doing my TikTok and my video and my, you know, catwalking with my, you know, brands than being here and playing wrestler. So, it's just so crazy. I just hope um, something better will come out from this run. I'm not expecting anything. I'm just messing up for failure. Just trying to expect anything coming from Naya, seeing what I saw last Monday. But, well... Hey, Samuel. Uh, never say never. Samuel. Don't be surprised when Eva <laughs> Marie comes back. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Vinny Mac is back. Vinny Mac is back. He's back. Whether you like it or not, he's back. Yeah, he's like, the puppet master. Yeah, so you think he's gonna get Eva Marie back out? Hey man, who knows? <laughs> who knows? We never expected her to come back the second time around. I don't think she's coming back a third time. I, I don't see that. Third time's a charm. Third oh, time's a charm. But to what you guys said, I like I, I think her I think second one was good, and they just cut it off. She was a good manager. Already yeah, she was a good manager. Uh, I'll give you that. But then they, you know, they started trying to push her solo, and then yeah, yeah. we all know how that went. So, yeah, who knows? I don't know. Vinny Mac is back. That's all I know. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. And right? just to counteract what you said, Samuel, I think again, like to me, like the thing I would look at right now is, um, again, so again, so when when um. When, when Sonya first went down, I think the one per, like when they're when they're talking about like you know like like you know Chelsea needs a partner. Why didn't they just bring Nia Jax back then? You know, like to me, like having her in the tag team division would have been a good way to bring her back and having to be having her be the bully instead of Piper. And even right now, like why not have why not ha- you know Piper's bullying Piper's bullying Nia is bullying Chelsea. So why not have Chelsea bring in Nia Jax to bully her back and be like, I don't want you. This is who I want all the time. That would have been a better storyline there, and you're not putting her right in the main event. And I think fans would would be more accepting right. of it like that. Would that would that have worked better for you than this? It would yes. have been interesting because the hate would have been justified. Like the hate, the love to hate Naya would have been justified. But like, oh, of all people to like, don't we will now be getting angry? Like, where where was Piper? Where was like we'll be the one getting angry because they brought Naya back to be a when we have other women there. So it would have been very perfect for the story of like, oh, she does like who is who is Naya to just come in and take something like it would have been very perfect. But bringing her back and uh, to in this in it, it's, Hey John, it's not Piper, it's Dewdrop. 
Vince McMahon is back. It's too drop. <laughs> so one, so one thing, you guys. That I, again, so the one thing again, hopefully, I mean, have hope, guys, because the one thing that they were they were talking about, you know, and to bring up the other thing about what Sam was talking about the Intercontinental Title is like seeing again if it, if it was Vince McMahon, we'd be getting shorty, you know, shorty G. So there are there are some things that you know um, that that you know that are showing signs that Triple H is the one doing the booking. But at the same time, though, like for me personally, the one thing that that's been hard for me to watch is just when when again when Triple H first took power, I I expected better booking of the women's division in general because that was the one thing that he really cooked with when he was in charge of NXT was the women's division, and for me it's like ever since he's been in charge, it's been nothing but a disappointment because I expected better for him and I expected the women to be treated more equally than the men. And 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 again, he brought all the, especially when he started bringing all these people back, like the Tinga Noxes and the Candice yep. Lerays. I I thought, okay, yep. we're gonna start cooking, and and Candace and it's it, it, it just nothing, you know, just nothing, Candace, you know. Candice Lerae, Tegan Knox, um, Alba Fire, uh, her tag partner, I think Ty Valkyria. Um, I mean, even even who even Shotzi Blackheart, you yep. know, they were all they're all sitting at home. On the couch right now, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't seen them in either weeks or months, so it's just like I don't know. You right. and even like even even damage control, it's like you know, yeah, yeah got you got Bailey, got but I mean, it has no presence. Yeah. I believe I, I believe it's it's really hard for someone like Trip. I I do pity uh, the man sometimes. I'm like, damn. I just wish this man had somewhere else to go to and and no give his creativity. I mean, they killed everything he did in black and gold to do what they want. And now they are trying to get back to where they wanted to go. When you have already killed the fan base, the love is dead. Everybody don't want to believe anything anymore. We don't even want to get like it's crazy. And I believe the only project for trips that was able to get off anything was here. And since they could, they could only give out give him Rhea. They don't want to give him any other one. They give him like, oh, man, just go with this one. Leave the rest for us. We'll do it the way we want. And yeah. he can't just leave Rhea and say, oh, let me try handling this other women. What if Rhea goes step and oh, and you try. So it's just messed up for, for him at this point. When you have many cooks in the kitchen and trying to put your own opinion and you're not even in full power. You're never, you're never powerful at the end of the day. His wife is no more there to help. Just crazy. It's only him against the entire yeah they gave her they gave her the 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 china push basically um but i mean in terms of the booking i think it's 50 50 i think vince has his hand on 50 percent of the show trips has the other 50 because like you said like there's some segments where you could clearly tell it's triple h and there's other segments that just like don't make sense or whatever and you could tell, like Vince McMahon has a has a hand on things in terms of like the main events, um, the main event type of programs. I think that's a Vince call as well, because you know Vince he he deals with you know the main eventers, the top stars, or whatever. You know the Brock Lesnar's, the John Cena's, uh, the Roman Reigns, and all that. Maybe maybe that's why we're always getting, you know, like multi-man main events with Cody and then insert tag partner, tag partner here versus what, Jey Uso or whatever, tag partner, tag partner here. So I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's I just feel like they're both booking it at the same time, which is it's not creating any type of like fluid like fluidity and consistency in the program like some some you know you have like some highlights and you have some low lights you know but um i guess you know since the product is still hot you know the audience is you know there's it's they're still gonna eat it up for people like you and me like we clearly see you know differences and stuff like that and yeah, see what I'm just, what I'm uh, also cautious about, and this is like, just like me thinking like in the future is like when they wrap up the, the bloodline angle, 
what other program are they going to have out there that is going to cause a company to stay hot or, you know, or reheat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. After the bloodline, it's like, you know, the bloodline has been carrying this company for a while. You know, they, exactly. They can put wrestler A, wrestler B, as long as they have the bloodline going, it's going to generate tickets, you know, going to generate tickets and buys and sales and whatnot. Without the bloodline angle, we're kind of stuck, you know. Yeah. Now, that's one of the things we, uh, in terms of like, I mean, Vince can be anything. Like, we can accuse Vince of anything we want to accuse. And I'll also sit down on that table and do the accusation myself, too. But you can't tell, you cannot take away that man's vision when it comes to, you know, characters trying to project. I mean, we say the characters we celebrate today are all from his mind and maybe from the people he worked with that he was able to give the go ahead to push them and everything. So, I mean, for someone to have seen this Roman Reigns future 11 years ago or 12 years ago, if I want to go way back and kept on pushing and forcing him so much that we were getting so pissed. I'm like, I mean, even cancer came, we still did not care. We're like, okay, well, get well soon. You come back and we're still, man, you still suck. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. And it on keep pushing the boy just is like you guys will see what I saw in this boy from day one and it was it's crazy how far um he has no, he, that. Here, here's the, the thing with Vince though here's the thing with Vince I'm pretty sure he knew Roman Reigns was the man since he showed up in, at, at FCW in 2009 or whatever right I knew that I just think that Vince didn't get it or he didn't get Roman until recently because like honestly yeah because he was pushing him as a baby face for like what like seven years putting him down our, our throats and he knows the fans wanted Roman Reigns to be more than just you know the happy-go-lucky baby face or whatever you know or whatever he was at that time so it's like he knew Roman was the man. He just didn't, I guess he didn't make the smartest decisions on how to book him. Because we we honestly could have gotten this Roman Reigns years ago. And if they built him from, from the start like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we didn't and, until recently. Yeah, and it's also something about timing. Because I, I remember... Uh, uh, um, one of the episodes like that where I listened to with uh, Bully Ray with, that he said, okay, when um, Dudley Boys came back to WWE when they were called back and one of those days he just went in and okay, he talked to Vince I'm like, oh, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do and Vince said, you can do just about anything with him out there but just so you know that's the guy that's going to put on at the foot 10 to 15 years from now and you kind of ask yourself so many questions like uh, obviously, he's been a mind that has created a lot of characters out there. That's one thing I wish someone like Tony Khan can pick. Obviously, you are, you are, you are a fan. You've been a fan for years. You've watched a whole lot of progression. It's just like you will shout out how you have watched an historian. You are this. You are that. And, in, I mean, enough with all of these irrelevant matchups. Putting dream. We are tired of the dream matches. Give us characters. That, that's why someone like um, the man that just left or the man that he just fired will leave his company and will, will be left without like death. Someone like Cody will leave and you will see the vacuum. Someone like this person will take a break or have injury and you see the vacuum and when you ask yourself, okay, if someone like Kenny, Handman, and maybe from the tax division, even or, or if all the elite we have to leave AW at this point, I wonder what that company is going to have to be because I love the day it, 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 it falls back to personality and character over the end of the day it's the story that matters you can give us 10 star matches you, you flip the entire stadium on its head you can do stadium stampede and anything you want to do but at the end of the day if i don't if i don't believe or maybe have love or any interest in the character you can't be on your tv screen Trust yeah me, yeah i do wish tony khan was more character orientated in terms of, cause he, yeah, he, like I said, like Bully Ray said, he is good at being a matchmaker, but he's not good at being a 
booker. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's two different things. You know what I'm saying? And yes, I do feel like he needs he needs to work on. And I'm not. I don't think he needs to work on. He knows. I guess. Done. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know. I know. I know. I he, call you. But look, but look, but look. He doesn't need to work on like I say the character development. He needs to work on building a program between two people. You know what I'm saying? That is character. That is character yeah. development. Well, yeah, no, but uh, what I meant by like, like he doesn't need to focus on individual character development. That's why he has people under him who can help. You know, those wrestlers try to get over via promos or whatever. He needs to work. Him as a booker, he needs to worry about building a program, whether it be, you know, a long-term feud or whatever, you know what I'm saying? A rubber, you know, whatever, whatever, blood feud, whatever, right? Because it's like, and, and we saw we saw an example of this during the show, right? Jade comes back, right? Immediately, it's like we don't get we don't get no build, no promo, no you know coming out to the ring, whatever, whatever. We just she comes back, she does a beat down on her this week. She's just like, oh, okay, rampage. She gets a title shot. It's just like, yo, no, like, what are we doing? Yeah, see, in the in this aspect of John Moxley and Bray Phoenix. I mean, okay, we get it, we get it. We have okay, smart fans out there. We've seen the news, in the news, make the round that people about Phoenix not being able to make London because of that issues. We get that, but on TV, I was made to believe that oh, John Moxley and his voice actually more in, in, in like more that uh, Phoenix on live TV because of the issues they have with the family or maybe the people he connected to. Fine, the visa issue, I yeah. Expected them to build the story from there. Phoenix just came back on a random episode of uh, was it a collision? And the next thing you have, you that they almost killed on live TV just came back and you don't even want to think. You are not talking telling me about Moxley and how you want to kill him. The first thing, I mean, why is he fighting Commander when Phoenix should just be attacking you and be like, I want to get you back for what you did to me? I don't want to see Phoenix have any match. His first match should have been with Moxley and that should have been whatever they like. No, no, no. Like, I'm like, what the fuck. I think I think that was fun. I just feel like they needed to emphasize it more. They needed to remind the viewer that John Moxley, you know, basically murdered this man, you know, you know, six weeks ago or five weeks ago or whatever. And they need to revisit that, and then they need to build from there. You know, what I'm saying those are like the little things that they can do to remind the viewer. It's like okay, yo, this altercation happened six you know seven weeks ago okay now now i'm like you know up to date on where this is going you know what i'm saying they didn't do that you know what i'm saying so it's just like and, and for us like we know you know that he he basically murdered that man you know six weeks ago or whatever I mean, I mean come on not coming and reminding me on a backstage show and then you go out there and you are smiling why are you smiling to be angry, somebody almost killed you. You should be angry, not be smiling. And you have your hype man jumping up and down and celebrating, celebrating your death, and you almost died. No, no, yeah, they, they, I think they tried to correct that this week with him, you know, confronting well, him, and but yeah, it's too late. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, if not MJF, it's every MJF and every other thing follows, and it will just be useless. No, but here, here's the thing, though, like, and I don't, this is what I don't get about Tony Khan, right? He has a a right-hand man, Jimmy Jacobs, who's who's been, who's done phenomenal work in WWE and on Impact. And, you know, we don't really see a difference in, in build-up or in, you know, storytelling or whatever. He has a... He has a guy in Jimmy Jacobs that has produced great programs for other companies. It's like I don't, I don't See, get what why it doesn't click. You know, Drew, um, it's one thing to have someone to work directly with you. Another thing for that person to. I mean, I'm not trying to knock Jimmy Jacobs there in any way, shape, or form. Yes, the man has been around pro wrestling and everything. Maybe. He's had a cup of coffee and everything. But what is Jimmy Jacobs going to do 
that someone like JR has been a, a talent relations officer for years. Work for WCW, work for, I, I believe he was obviously, he was part of the history. He knows what happened there. And he's been working, he has worked for WWE, he has worked for too many promotions. He's been decades experience and everything. You have the marketing no. of the world out there, you have a lot of people Wait. out there, and you went even using it. Like, my better booking some something about presenting on both of them. Working as a, like, crazy. No, no, but here's the thing, though. JR's too old for that position, man. I don't think JR wants to deal with any of that. He's damn near 80, okay? Like, let him be kind of like an advisor. Maybe have a board of No, no, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but what I'm saying is you have a guy in Jimmy Jacobs. Why can't he factor into the program in terms of the formatting and stuff like that? Because when CM Punk was there and when um, Ace Steel was there, you could noticeably tell a difference in the program. You know, there was Who? more storylines. Who? Huh? Who was that? May I ask a question? GM Punk. GM Punk. Okay. Yes. GM Punk, Ace Steel. Ace Steel was yeah. the one that was that was formatting the show. That's why the show flowed well. The story, the show was story driven. There's clearly a, it, it wasn't Tony Khan really booking all of Collision. So it was Tony Khan. Huh? Um, no. Hey, really, really quick, guys. Um, again, so Samuel, make sure you're talking more into your mic. Um, and then let's try it again. I don't because again, I the, we were having a good flow, but I don't want the room to lose control. So just kind of let's have one person talk, raise your hand if you want to respond to them, and then we'll go from there. And then just Samuel, please, you know, just remember, um, just um, make sure you're talking to your mic again. I love your passion, but just if, again, and I don't know if it's just me, but if you could just slow down a little bit and then just talk more in your mic, it'd be awesome. Um, but go ahead, Swamp Thing. All right, y'all keep bringing up Jacobs with. Did something happen to his mic? I can't hear you. Go, uh, go ahead. I, did you heard Jacobs? That was it. Okay, somebody must have accidentally muted me by accident. There you go. All right. Bringing, y'all keep bringing up Jacobs, and you know what? He was a great asset to the WWE and Impact. But Tony Khan has said on multiple times that he didn't want AEW fans to think that AEW was trying to copycat WWE or WWE, and I really think that's hurting Jacobs bringing what he knows and making it a good product to AEW because Tony Khan fears that, that that's what AEW fans may start to think, and I wanted to get y'all's opinion. Well, just so really quick with me, like I just – one thing that, like, I think I can't remember. I was I was reading a wrestling thing today, and I'll and well, well, we can kind of go in with this too. And I can forget which wrestler it was, but they were saying that they hope that Tony Khan's going to start becoming more of a boss, you know. And and oh, it was Al Snow. He was Al Snow was giving he was giving his he was giving um, an interview for the new Netflix series, and he was talking about you know the fact that that even with Vince McMahon, there was times that he hated Vince as a boss. But he always he hated Vince, but he always respected him as a boss. And I think that Tony Khan needs to be working on respecting the talent. And I just feel like with with AEW right now, like that's what it is. So even hopefully after this whole CM Punk thing, that he's he's learning, like he needs to be more of a boss. Because because again, at the end of the day, all these wrestlers are carnies, and and um and he and he needs to. And he needs to remember that like he has too many guys in in his in in his in his um ear. And one thing they talked about too, you know, like well, you know, like well, AEW needs their Undertaker. They had their Undertaker, and when it wasn't, and at the BC Punk, they have a lot of guys in there. But Tony Khan's just not willing to listen to to the criticism and to be like to, to counter what you just said, Swamp. Then I'm gonna hand the mic over to Drew. Um, is I think Tony, if you're gonna if you're going to be utilizing the, the history of wrestling, like he does every week with, with he mentions, he mentions the old, the old things that happen on WWE and everything else. So to me, he shouldn't be afraid of utilizing these guys. And to me, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And I just hope that, that we're, we start seeing him trusting more because he does have a lot of talented guys there. Even I would, I wouldn't put, I would, I would make, I would make Mark Henry, the head of talent relations. That's the guy who I would have as, as my head. This is a guy who found Bianca Belair, Samantha Irvin. 
so many of these guys at WWE has. Like he's somebody who Tony Khan's not even utilizing. And and to me, like he should be the head of talent relations. And I just hope again, I think we just kind of gotta be patient. And at the same time, though, I mean, maybe that's something that's being said with these fans right now. They're not going to see these shows, and maybe Tony Khan eventually will learn. That's not just about ticket prices. It's going to be about booking better shows if he wants to get fans to to go and see the show. Did you want to counter before I pass the mic what to Drew? Drew, are you okay? What you just said basically is what Paul Heyman said a few weeks ago about AEW. They're running a ship. They're running a shit show, and it's a sinking ship because they have no administration and no direction and what you said just hit it on the nail about what al snow basically said because you know al snow has ties to ecw and he's always said that years ago paul Heyman, before he became a good producer he was a good friend and he had to set that difference aside and when he finally did ECW became what it was. So you kind of just hit the head on the nail there. I appreciate that. Yeah, and thanks for joining us. Go ahead, Drew. You got the mic. Yeah, I I didn't hear the Paul Heyman interview. I'll see if I can find it. Um, But in terms of the original question, um, Tony Khan fearing that the product might shift to a WWE like. Listen, all we're asking for is just more character development and more promo work, honestly. Because, and here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about AEW. They can add that, right? It'll make the shows better. And they're still going to be different from WWE because the in-ring work is, in general, it's different. All he has to do is just add some spice on top of that, which is character development, stories, you know, long-term storylines, promo work. That's all he has to do. It's like, it's like when you cook a steak, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you cook it medium rare, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Nice temperature, everything, but you know, you got to add your seasoning or whatever, you know, you just can't have it, you know, bland, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's, I don't know where his fear is coming from, but he should, you know, he, and, and I think Chris Jericho has said this before, like he, he's the type of guy that he doesn't trust that many people. He doesn't know how to delegate that well, you know what I'm saying? He should start doing that a little bit more and just kind of just, you know, you know, let people prove their worth in that company, like a Jimmy Jacobs, right? And the company could be better well off for it, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I listen, I'm an AW fan from the beginning. I want it to continue, continuously grow, you know what I'm saying? But with this kind of thing, it's, it's just going to, keep the company like pigeonholed you know what i'm saying into what it is right now which is kind of like it's i wouldn't say it's it's dead or anything like that it's just it's you know it's stale but there is some good to it but it could it could always be better you know what i'm saying it's good but not great right it's good but not great that's 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 how to explain it. You know what I'm saying? And the thing, and I think the thing too is, and again, the thing that I appreciate about you guys in the space right now is that you guys, you got to be okay to criticize this company. And I feel like, and that's something that I feel like the AW fans need to learn, learn, especially on this app is just because I'm criticizing the company doesn't mean that I don't like the company, you know, just because I want them to, to improve something doesn't mean that I want, want the company to fail. I feel like, like there's been like the, the the WWE marks, and again the thing that I like about this group too is like, it's like a, pretty much everybody likes everything, which is which is awesome. Like like love your wrestling, but I think they need to learn like just because you want better doesn't mean you want to see it fail, you know. And just because you want to see them improve, it doesn't mean that you can't be, you know. It doesn't doesn't mean that I don't like what you're doing, but there's just it could be so much better. And I think that's you know, and I think hopefully for I think the one thing that maybe we'll see is you know with the with the Brian Danielson, you know, not being not wanting to wrestle full time anymore. 
you know, hopefully it's somebody that Tony Khan wants to retain. I mean, and hopefully that's going to be the guy who maybe gets to be handed the keys to a collision, you know, because Tony Khan wants to keep him on board and, you know, doesn't want to lose him. So maybe he, he lets him kind of run the show more, but again, until Tony Khan, you know, real, realizes that he can't do everything, nothing's going to change, but we got to just keep supporting and hope for the better and just keep letting, you know, keep criticizing in a healthy way and having healthy conversations and hoping that, that, you know, it goes back to them because they do listen to the fans and stuff like that. So go ahead, Samuel, what do you want to say? Oh, go ahead, John, you want to say something real quick? Yeah, I was going to say there was something where I listened on Busted Open Radio. It's been a few years ago. Um, anybody who was familiar with WrestleZone back in the day knew Justin Labar, who actually used to be one of the guys that ran the site. Um, when he was talking about all these promotions, it, there was a topic where it's, there was the division of fans after AEW finally kind of got settled in. And the one thing that he pointed out to all the wrestling fans is, if you ever want a wrestling promotion to fail you are what's wrong with professional wrestling today. And please keep that in mind. Um, when we do our shows, we, we criticize, but it doesn't mean we hate the product. We, we just want it to improve so that it sticks around because we don't want to see the same thing like what happened with WCW back in the days. We, we just want to keep seeing it grow. And eventually we want to make sure wrestlers have a home somewhere so they can still keep earning their living and all that. And that's something that that I counter, you know, when somebody says they want to watch, they want to watch AEW, they want to see the demise of AEW. And that's, and I never have them reply yet. I mean, I'll be like, you really want to see it like over a hundred and hundred and, you know, 80 good paying jobs for wrestlers. And you really want to see an alternative go away. And then if they went away, the WWE would be paying the wrestlers less. You really, you really want to see that for the talent. You want there to be less jobs. You want there to be less, less ways for them to feed their families. And then they don't reply back because they don't think they don't realize like what they're really saying sometimes. Go ahead, Samuel, you got the mic. All right. Um, first off, I I would say um, I'll go with Drew. You better um, follow back because I have a lot of perspective sending down your DMs. And secondly, this is no... Um, in, um, I, because this is always one of the craziest things when it comes to AW. If you will try to say something, everybody comes down on you as if you try to cause a riot or World War Four or three. It's crazy how... Um, uh, this man TK has really, you know, um, left the path he was years ago when this company first kicked off. I mean, this was the company that first, a uh, second, I was really happy that another something like this happened because this came from a place of love. Someone like Cody and the box with Kenny Omega can could all stand together and be like, okay, you people think we can't put 10,000 people on seats uh, uh, in, a st- uh, in an arena to have a show. I'll prove you wrong. And they did that. And somebody saw them. I'm like, oh, why don't we do something out of this? And this company was formed. One of the biggest things that made this company thrive from day one was the fact that they said, we are going to be the alternative. We are going to give you what they are not giving you. And we all like that. And decided something, oh, ranking system. Everything's going to matter. Win and losses will matter. And we're like, okay. To me, when this company first started, this company did everything NXT, Black and Gold, Triple H, um, um, administration was doing. But what the difference was, they did it in a bigger production with more fans. I mean, everything was... Why was Dynamite beating NXT's ass? Not just because NXT had the best stories. Dynamite had stories going on for them too. But the thing that was better was when you tune into um, AEW's Dynamite, you see those big crowds, the noise, the ovation, everything, the production, everything was bigger than what you were seeing in a, a small arena with just 400 to 500 people. And you're like, okay, I mean, come on, we have stories going on here, but come on, can you see Chris Jericho getting a thing along? That was, I mean, what happened to that... that um, that craziness, all that um, uh, um, love that was in that process. It's as if when Cody left and when other people, like all of these structures, maybe they started having cameras backstage, Cody's shop, um, reality show. Like, it's just like, why would you tell me, or why would you say something like, oh, you don't want to be like the other company? Come on, every all of us here, whatever you're doing, so far you're in the content creation, creating business, you have to take something from somebody. 
but you are not going to just do it directly as the person does it. You have to see how you can carve a niche for yourself and make it look like it but not it. Somebody might, oh, I see what they did here, but you are not doing exactly. You are not doing everything. I mean, we all play the play for not stealing. I've been WWE from stealing something. I remember during the pandemic when um when we had um I think they everybody commended um um AW on their camera angle by not trying to show the 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 empty seats and everything. Whatever was always showing you, oh, reminding you that obviously people are not in this building, this place is empty and everything, trying to continue to pester us with the reality of like we don't have fans in the building. While AW shot it as if we had fans in there. You just don't have to you just have to look at the match and the people coming to give you this show. You don't have to be reminded about the listing. But what happened weeks later? WWE stole that that style from them. I mean, what is the what is uh, the army trying to get something from somebody else? So as long as it's working, I mean, if Vince McMahon himself would tell Cody, um, when Cody, I one of those comments like, oh, when uh, the documentary, when he said Vince, um, he told Vince. If I'm coming to your company, I'm coming back to your company, I don't want anything of mine changed. And Vince said just one statement. If it ain't broken, why fix it? I'm like, why did they change so many of their stuff? I mean, you bring out um, rule, um, rules of like, oh, we are not bashing people on the head and someone is coming with chair and bashing someone on the head. Like, what are you trying to do? No administration, no. Like, are you trying to say that people are disrespecting your orders? Are you trying to say that you are really not the boss? Like, it's just a whole lot. I mean, if I was not passionate about pressing, if I was, if I was not, um, if I not want this company to grow, I won't be up here. This is 4 a.m. West African time, here in Nigeria, and I'm up trying to watch a show. And I, for the love of it, I found out that something like this is going on on Twitter. State, I am here giving my take on this when I should be sleeping, preparing for the following day, which is just um, two to three hours away from me. I have classes to bed, I have things to do, but I'm up. For what the love of wrestling, and somebody will come and tell me I'm a hater. I want to someone to talk to that. Sometimes I sit, I can be watching them. I'm like, ah, oh, I just wish, I wish someone like, um, like I believe Ricochet can just see how he can go, uh, can go to AW. Maybe it's, it's luck will shine on him. Someone like Nakamura, maybe it's time to leave and go Oscar. Sometimes I just wish, oh, they, maybe they just leave and go to the other side and see. Why would I wish that someone like AEW is not around to try to help people to have a job and you know get work and everything? But at the end of the day, I can't just sit down there and watch them, you know, run this thing to the ground when they can actually fix it to to make it better. So it's really crazy. I I don't I don't buy that ideology of like oh we don't want to be like the other people. We don't want them to see us. My dear, steal it. You want to see like they steal it? Make it better. You can make it better. It's just, I, I just hate this narrative of, oh, you don't want to be, when you're ready them. If you look at the way the things is structured now, you said you don't want to do sports entertainment. MGF is doing that. A lot of your wrestlers are doing that. We have Danny Garcia, a good pro wrestler, is doing the entertainment side. If you're trying to use it as, the, oh, we are trying to rip off, rip, or maybe you are trying to rip on WWE, but the, you're actually using it to do what you are trying to do, your creative plans and everything. So why shy away from it? Everybody should just go all in. If you're doing something that's working for you, I'm going to try it on my side and see if it works. So that's just it, basically, from my end. I mean, especially wrestling is a business, I mean, where everything is stolen. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, you literally have guys who use other people's gimmicks. I mean, so, I mean, they shouldn't. So I guess they, they shouldn't be afraid of, 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 of stepping into those things and going for that. But again, I feel like Tony Khan just has to trust his audience, you know, because I feel like, you know, like before it was so much about being what, a, what WWE wasn't. And... And so now he just needs to trust, like, it's okay to, like, to still do those storylines, but it's okay to, like, you know, to still be yourself. And I think one thing that, you know, happened, too, with, with this company is that, um, you know, all these guys that got released, I don't think Tony Khan ever, ever expected that, you know. And so now you're seeing these growing pains, too, of, you know, like, oh, now I got now I got the Adam Coles and I got and I got the and I got the. Um, I hate Hamlin, and I and I got the and I got the you know and I and I got the um, Keith Lee's and the Swerves, but 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 but, he's, but now he doesn't know what to do because he's now he's losing focus on the you know on the skip the skip save Kip Sabians and those guys and the and the Butcher and Blade these guys that built the company. So it's like he's having to try to learn how to balance everything, and he's just not doing a really really good job of it. To me, like 
to go to like those things of like you guys are talking about, like I would, there's no reason to me, I wouldn't have FTR on TV every week. I'd have John Moxley on, on either dynamite or collision every week. Like the guys who, you know, can tell a good story and, and can build the character development, let them work with the guys that need the help and like, and give the character and give the things to that. Like that's where those guys like Malachi black and, you know, it should be, they should be wrestling every, every week on collision and then have them work with the guys who are going to help and who they can help build their story, build characters with, and then give to a certain time to other matches, just to have matches that cook, you know, that, that, that are going to be thrown on and have the good entertainment, but just good balance.